This is Stacy Eldridge. Welcome to Captivated. This world vies for our attention in a thousand different ways. But the most important thing, the preeminent thing, the essential thing, is to give our attention to Jesus. Hi, dear ones. Stacy here. You. You who are captivated by the King and who long for more of Him, I pray that more of Him comes to you this very day. Yes to more. Today, I have the joy of being with you with my friend Yolanda. Yolanda is a woman who loves Jesus much and deeply. She is a longtime ally of Wild at Heart. And I wanted just to tell two quick stories about you, Yolanda, before I ask you a question. But welcome. Oh boy. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to like all my stories. All my stories of you are, are good. So oh. for those of you that watched the Becoming Myself video series, Yolanda is one of the women that does an interview at the end of one. That's right. And she was there for the taping, the recording of those teaching sessions. And there was one session where... I was having so much trouble over one word. It was it was a man's very hard name from the Old Testament, and I can't even remember what it was. But for the filming, I had to have it roll off my tongue. You know, I had to, and I kept tripping over it and tripping over it. And I think it was the sixth time I tried to say it. I finally, in frustration, said, I can't do it. And Yolanda yelled from the audience, Yes, you can. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It was just what I needed. You can do it. And so I went, (laughs) took a few deep breaths and I did it. Yeah. It was probably Mephibosheth. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Look at how that just rolled off your tongue. (laughs) Say that five times fast. Well done, you. (laughs) Yolanda, as, as a way to get started, this podcast, as you know, is just devoted with the desire that the listeners' hearts for Jesus just becomes inflamed. It's a fuel for the fire of their love. Mm. That's the desire that we would all of us be falling more deeply in love with Jesus, shifting the gaze of our heart onto Him, Mm -hmm. where we are then strengthened and nourished and transformed and and where all of the fruit of the Spirit flows from. Everything good comes from Him. Yes. So I wanted just to um, ask you some questions first, just about your walk with Christ. When when did you become a Christian? What's that story? Oh my goodness, that's I think it's kind of a cool story. Um, oh, I was a very young child when I became a Christian. I can't even tell you how old I was. I can remember. I know I was old enough to read, and I know that some church had dropped tracts at our house. And we had two tracks. There was one that was like the hellfire track and the, you know, you better watch out. And then there was another one that was um, all about the love of Jesus Christ. And it had the, you know, the picture of the cross bridging the gulf between you and Jesus. You know the one I'm talking about? I do know the one. And I remember reading both of those and just being so drawn to Jesus and what he would do for me. And that, you know, there was a gulf and I understood that. And then that he just made a way 
for me to step mm. across that gulf and come to him. Mm. And I just remember being so drawn to him. And so I, I read the little prayer. It was late at night in my bedroom. I remember that. And I read the little prayer and I asked Jesus to come into my heart. But I didn't believe that I had really done it. So a few years later, when I was, let's see, I think I was 13. Yes, I was 13. And it was in April. Um, We were having a revival at the church. And I was staying with my grandparents at the time, I think. But um, we had a revival. And the pastor was was preaching and he finally said, you know, at the end, of course, you know, the whole thing, you know, anybody who wants to give their life to Christ, come forward. And I kept feeling this burning thing. Like, I don't know if I did it. I better go do it. And so I did. Yes. Again. And my sister and I, um, both went forward, but I still remember the topic of the sermon series and it was, I had it but I lost it. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's perfect. Right? And so I went forward. And from that day on, I never again questioned whether or not my life was devoted to Jesus Christ, although I would certainly question whether I was worthy of that um, love from Christ. But I Mm. knew that I loved him and I wanted to be his forever. Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful. When when people come to faith, they usually come in through a particular person of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. And then that generally is the oh my initial strongest relationship. Yes. So what I'm hearing is that for you, it was Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I love him so much. Oh. Yeah. And, and those of you maybe can hear it in Yolanda's voice, but I see it in her face, the tears. So you love him so much. Can what? Tell us about him. What's what's so great about him? His pursuit. Mm. It's constant and it's gentle and it's beautiful and it's consistent. He just is there. He shows up. And um if you are if I'm ever in doubt that he's nearby, he always, always, always gives me some sort of reassurance. I may not realize it in the moment, but it may be, you know, two days later or even a month later that I realize that he has just given me so many reminders of his love in so many little instances. So I I just, yeah, I, I think that's what I love about him, his pursuit, his willingness. You know, he always has something to bring to the table right? Like he is the ultimate yes. man and he, he brings it. And I just love <sighs> that about him. And it's wonderful <sighs> to be pursued by the ultimate man. It's just, wow. It's so life-giving. <laughs> I love it. Yes. 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 Thank you, God. I didn't know you were going to make me cry. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to talk about the one that makes us cry. So that's good. <laughs> You kind of answered the beginning of my question, and but I'd love to hear more about it. So I wanted to know about the language of the heart that's yours and the way that he uniquely pursues you, the way he speaks to you. Because some people, it's, it's beauty, water, yes, poetry, yes. the word. 
I was wondering about, like you say, he's come. Mm-hmm. Can you just share some examples? And what what particularly is it, h- how he reaches you? Oh. oh, wow. Okay. So butterflies. Oh, butterflies. Yes. I love butterflies. Oh. And I, I learned to love them when um, a dear, dear friend of my mother's, and she was like a godmother to me, passed away. Um, but she always loved butterflies. And when I was in college, she would send me little um, envelopes and there would be like a package of tea and a note and $5 and a bookmark with butterflies on it or something Aww. that was just a symbol of her love and the transformation that she had undergone. And I just came to love those butterflies, you know, whenever I saw a little envelope in my P.O. box from Rebecca, I just, it would just lift my heart and it reminded me that someone cared for me. And so the Lord just merged that for me. Um, It was his reminder uh, that he loves and cares for me. And so I would see hearts and butterflies all the time. And um, yeah, that's usually one of the ways that he reminds me in nature that he's there. What else? Oh, oh, butterflies and spirit chills. I just get so overcome sometimes. Like you, you can't, you can't help it, right? I get the can't help it, and um, and I'll get tearful or just feel so full in my chest, and it's just full of the emotion of of the presence of God, you know. And oh my gosh, I can remember. Um, Craig McConnell saying one time that when you're in the presence of God, everything just lines up. It takes its place. Mm. You know, everything is in perfect yes. holy order. Yes. And, you know, you feel that sometimes when you're in the, I should own it. I feel that sometimes when I'm in the presence of God and you, I just can't help it. And the worship comes forward. Oh my goodness, it's like it's like being in in revelation, you know, when all when everybody is worshiping and praising God and it's like that intersection of heaven and earth all at the same moment and there's nothing you can do but feel it and let that just wash over you. So, yeah, that's 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 how he speaks to me. Sometimes I get overcome. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I, I know. love that. Oh, more of that. Yes. I love that you call it chills. I would, for me, I, I call it uh, a heart explosion sometimes. <laughs> oh, and that happens that. with people. Yeah. Like it's like fireworks go off. Exactly. In your chest and you can't. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You can't do anything I but really experience that. that. Butterflies is one of the ways that he comes for me too. Oh. And I love it. When my mom was just in the last weeks of her life. She was still able to to walk around and she wanted to give a stained glass butterfly to her best friends. So we went out and got them and brought them to them and then um, just told them the story of the symbol of the resurrection, the the transformation. And that when they saw her again, she would be in her glory. So yeah, I think about that as well, that the, the the kiss from Jesus mm-hmm. and the one day that is coming. Yes. 
So Yolanda, you're a mother of two children. Yes. How old are they now? Oh my goodness. Um, my son is 24 and my daughter is 21. She'll be 22 in just a couple of months. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I was thinking about um, mothering and I was thinking about how nothing has brought me to the mat more. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> um, and, and I've come to know God in it, like kind of the, the immediate right away thing of like, wow, they exist and I love them. Mm -hmm. They've done nothing and they have my heart. So I love the revelation of, of the father like that. Yeah. But I was wondering if there was ways that you came to know God more deeply through being a mom. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you know, in mothering, I'm learning to love and support unconditionally, right? Mm. You know, I, I don't always agree with my children's choices or their decisions, right? But I always love, and I love what you said, they've done nothing and they have my heart. So their growing up has been an exercise in me learning to love well, no matter what, and, and learning to trust the same God who loved me and drew me unto himself. I've had to learn to trust that he is consistent and that mm. he does the same mighty work that he did in me. He's doing that in my children because they know him and they love him. And so I have to trust that, that he's got them. And he yes. does. I yes. know that he does. Yes. I truly believe that. But I'm telling you, mothering adults Woo! <laughs> it's a whole. Oh, that's a whole other thing. It's a isn't shift. It? It's a shift. So, yeah. um, I'm trying to come up with an analogy. It, I, it's okay. It's like trying to make sure that you control the release of water from a dam, right? Oh. Like I have so much I want to say and do for them, Stacy, and just it's welling up. But I know they can only receive a limited amount of that yes. or else I'm going to flood it out and they won't prosper. Or if I hold back too much, they'll wither and they won't prosper. So I'm having to learn to walk with Jesus on how to release that, that welling up because it's, it's, it's all about the right timing and boy, yes. I love getting ahead of Jesus. So I want, I have to stop and go, okay, Lord, is this your timing? Okay. Okay. I'll be quiet. Oh Lord, can I do it now? Okay. No, I'll be quiet. <laughs> oh my goodness. The biting of the tongue. Yeah. But the waiting, that's so good. He is the guide. Is that what you mean by, you said, I want to love well. Mm -hmm. Can you just flush that out a little bit? Yes. So loving well is not necessarily loving the way I want to love, mm. but it's loving in the way that my my friend or my child or my husband or whoever needs to be loved. And, mm. you know, I have a certain way that I want to express love. And I think that I can do that to a certain extent. But if I'm really loving well, I'm listening to God and I'm loving that person the way they need because I'm being the hands and feet of Jesus. I'm supposed to be showing them the heartbeat of God. So I have to take into account what they need. And that's, uh, mothering has definitely taught me that. 
um, even more than being a wife, mothering has taught me that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I um, I think it was from Craig that I first heard actually the phrase other-centered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be other-centered. And that, boy, that's a growing one. Yes. Yolanda, you've had a full life. You're in the midst of it now. Um, part of your story is that you are a woman who has endured the travails of cancer. Mm-hmm. And I'm, um, as much as you want to talk about that, I'd love to hear. Mm-hmm. And where was God? How, how did how did he come for you in that? Or did you come to know him in a different way through, through all that you went through? Mm. God was present at the moment of diagnosis. He was present when mm. I was going through the testing. I I can honestly say that I never once doubted that I was going to be okay. Um mm that I was going to live, I felt, I just, I don't know. I just felt really secure in that. And um, I knew that it was a platform. So when I was going through chemotherapy um, and I thought, okay, how am I going to handle this? Cause it's weird. It's, you know, you're sitting in this room and you're getting these infusions and there are other people there and they're in varying degrees of wellness. And so I thought, you know, I'm just going to, when I'm sitting here, I'm going to blog and I'm going to tell people, you know, what's going through my mind, whether it's irreverent or funny or sad or heartfelt, I'm just going to share that. And so I did. I just I used it as a platform to to talk to a bunch of my friends and and people that I'd been connected to over the years. We moved around a lot, so there were people all over the country that I just put them on my email list and I sent out this blog. It was called Along the Journey. And it was fun. It was funny and I still have people requesting some posts or the link to the blog, which I sadly took down. That was one of those running ahead of Jesus moments because I posted the last one and it was entitled Rearview Mirror. And I thought, okay, well, this is done. And I don't know that people are really getting anything out of this anyway. So I'm just going to, you know, I think three or four months after that, I, I took down the blog and I have no idea where all the files are. <laughs> so, but that was... It was just, you know, Jesus was present in that. He gave me laughter. He even gave me moments of joy. Um, mm. I was coaching a swim team at the time. and Right. Yes. <laughs> and one of the things the, the kids did was I had just gone for a wig fitting. And, um, and I decided I never wore my wigs. It was, it was, I just was a thing I didn't do, but, um, but I came back and we were, we were about to go into a, a competition and all the kids were standing outside with their pink swim caps on. And, you know, we all took a photo together. There was just so much oh. joy, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, and I and think support. that was impactful. Yes. Yeah. And watching you live that. That must have just been a huge testimony to those kids. Yes. Too. Yes, it was. I I got notes from them and it was just, it was sweet. So that's what I meant by, you know, it was kind of a platform because I mean, I'm, I'm the girl, I'm going to laugh at anything that I can laugh at, you know? And And so I thought, okay. And I was able to share it with a lady just recently who's going through some things and she lost her sister to breast cancer. Mm. 
And in the course of conversation, it came up and she looked at me wide eyed and she goes, through my trauma of watching my sister die, I always thought of breast cancer as a death sentence. I can't believe you've been through that and you're so alive and you're okay. And I'm like, absolutely. So I was able to share with her. It's just, yeah, it's a platform. It's something that God has given me to be able to connect with people. Yes. As with so many of our difficulties, right? Absolutely. When when we're vulnerable, we share them. It gives people a space to go, Mm -hmm. you too, or you know, or what have you learned? Right. Yeah. Right. I remember that blog was awesome. And I remember that picture. It was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Mm. Yolanda, you do have a deep walk with God and such a love for him that pours out. Can you share, you know, just your daily rhythms? Mm. What does that look like? How do you connect with him? Well, um, the pause for resilience has been huge, 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 huge. So my daily rhythm is I wake up earlier than I'd like to admit. And I spend time just reading the word. And then I pause and let Jesus come and just try to hear and feel him and get his direction. And then I pray. And I usually, I'll have a prayer time, usually with a prayer partner several times a week. And um, Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Like in the morning? In the mornings. Yep. Oh. Yes. And then I'm, you know, I'm a realtor. I'm busy. I'm out doing things. And it's really easy to get distracted because when you're doing something like that, these are major transactions and you're usually in the emotional upheaval of someone else's life. So pausing on a regular basis has been huge. Just Mm. taking myself out of chaos and confusion and just being centered. Um, Mm. And then I do it again in the evening. I'll pause and listen and, um, that's how I like to go to bed, just having spent time with God. And that's 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 pretty much it in a nutshell. That's really good. Framing your day. Yes. I love So do that. you pause in the middle of the, your day, just listening to something or just taking a moment to be still? Mm, I would love that's to say That's what I heard yes. you say. No. <laughs> I would love to say yes, uh, not on a regular basis. When yeah, I yeah. When I feel like the chaos just coming up and and taking over or the pulls in several directions, I have been known to do a one minute pause and Mm. just go, Oh, okay. Okay. That's right. That's right. This is what's real and what's true, but not nearly enough. So many times I just get pulled. And then by the end of the evening, I'm so thirsty. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, everybody can relate to that. Yes. I love the morning rhythms. The space in the quiet. I, it's just really good that you wake up early because then it affords some time. Yes. Yes. I, I have to have it. And I love it if it's dark because it feels so Ugh. cozy. And we're, well, then you're getting up really early now. Well, we're not, we're not getting that dark right now. I'm in Arizona. So even early, early, early is still a little bit light, but just, oh my goodness, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yolanda, in this world right now, you mentioned the word chaos. There's a lot of chaos yes. swirling. Yes. 
and it is part of our spiritual battle mine to to stand firm against it mm-hmm. to to cut it off to say no to it yes. the other day i was i was so swirling it was i could feel it in my body it was awful yeah. now now i want you to pretend okay well, don't pretend here i am talk to me what is some wisdom that you have for how to navigate these days the days when you're feeling chaotic and swirling or these these oh, days that we're just living in right age. now yes yes ah well the number the number one thing that i would say is i need to get your buy in and know that you understand that the spiritual realm is much more real and much more um, impactful than the actual physical world that we live in. And so we would, we'd have that conversation and yes, yes. it's so fascinating. And then we would pray, we would just stop and we would pray and we would renounce chaos and confusion mm. and, and ask the Lord to come in and, and just fill us with his presence and his fullness and his wisdom to guide and direct our paths. That's the first thing. I mean, number one, um, and what you guys are doing at Wild at Heart with, with the resilience and the pauses, that's, I can't even, I, can, I don't think I can put words to how impactful and how necessary that is just taking that time because with the chaos and confusion comes an inability to inhabit our bodies you know it just takes you right out and so that's that's another thing um of just pausing stopping focusing on jesus focusing and then just feeling yourself in your body so that you can hear from him it's that yeah those those are things that i'm constantly you know sharing and having conversations about because there are so many times that you know someone will say oh do you remember we did x y and z and i'll go no i I have no recollection and so one of the things that the lord has been working with me on in this present age is really being present and inhabiting my body and it's i'm not separate it's me and that i need to feel that and experience things in real time because he's bringing me those experiences so i don't know maybe that sounds a little weird or maybe i veered far not at all <laughs> not at all it sounds really good yeah but that's that's what it's really wisdom yeah just inhabit so for you inhabiting your body i know a lot of people use breath I'm hearing you say you get still. Mm-hmm. Is that what you do in order to come back home to yourself? Oh, yes. And you know, the interesting thing, one of the battles that I've been fighting lately is even during the pause, I feel this pull to be doing something productive, you know, be doing something with my hands to be, right. you know, like, oh gosh, yes. I'm being still. I could be oh, filing that hangnail. I should get the, get the, you know, anything. Like I feel that pull and sometimes I succumb to it. Sometimes I don't. But when I don't succumb to that, it just, it's like, that's what I need. I need stillness. I need to hear the words. I need to process them. 
as I'm listening to them and then pay attention to where my body is. Like, how am I inhabiting my body? What am I doing? Am I sitting in the chair? Do I feel the chair around me? Listen, listening to, to God is, is active, but the enemy is trying to tell me that it's not. And he's trying to tell me that I need to be busy doing, going, getting stuff done because I can listen at the same time, but I'm not present when I'm doing that. So that's, that's the battle that I'm fighting right now. It feels so itchy sometimes. That is really, really well said. Press to be present present to him. Mm-hmm. I, I laughed when you said that because I love doing the pause too, uh, the whole resilient app. I'm on my, the ending of my fourth time through it. Yes. I'm and, with you. And then I'm, it's so good. And then it was just yesterday that I went, oh, I know this. I can get up and do this other thing while I right? listen. Yes. I went, what is going on? No, 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 no. Sit back down. Mm-hmm. So Yolanda, here we are in the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm my favorite. What are you looking forward to these days? Oh, mercy. Oh, summer. So <laughs> we had, um, we had a lovely family vacation just recently. Mm. I am actually going to be escaping to Colorado Springs soon. And I'm looking forward to that. Just, you know, the cooler temperatures, um, seeing people that we love, being in beauty nature, just feeling the ground beneath me, smelling the smells of trees, because, you know, we don't have very many of those in Arizona. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, My husband, Stuart, just took our daughter cross country. She's commissioned into the Air Force. And um, just so many changes, so many things going on. It just feels necessary to have that time. So I'm really looking forward to, to when we'll be in Colorado and just rest and time oh, to process. That's so good. Yes. Yes. Rest, spaciousness. Mm-hmm. That's so important for all of us, mm-hmm. whether that is something we're able to carve into a morning or if we get some time off. Mm-hmm. Um, John's taking a sabbatical this summer. So necessary oh, and so good. So and good. Yeah. Yeah. So important. And when you can, just to have that space and to let beauty speak, to be nourished by it. Yes. I am loving the way the heat uh, releases the fragrance of the pines. You're going to love that. I can't wait. So uh, we're going to come to a close here, Yolanda, but I was wondering. As the Spirit leads you, would you pray for our listeners? There's men and women all over the world that are listening. And as however you are moved, would you please pray for them? Oh, it would be my privilege. Mm-hmm. Oh, Father God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we thank you. We praise you. We worship you, Lord. Oh, Lord, we join with all of the saints and say that you are holy and you are worthy of all of our praise. Thank you, God. Lord, I ask that for all of us listening, Lord, right now, that you bring us peace, the peace Mm. that passes understanding, Lord. Would you help us to be still and know that you are God, to be still and hear your voice, hear your wisdom, hear your direction, 
Lord, help us to hear your love for us. Help us to feel your love for us. Help us to inhabit our bodies and feel your presence as you tell us how much you love us and how we are the apple of your eye and how that you will be with us always, even until the Mm. end. Thank you so much, God, for the assurance of your love. Thank you that in the midst of everything going on, despite what it is, whether it's a an emergency or or a terrible divorce or death, illness, anything, Lord, that you can keep us in perfect peace. All we have to do is keep our mind stayed on you. Thank you, Lord. Please give us that peace and that encouragement and bring us those little instances of your love. Butterflies, hearts, the wind, the breeze on our face, Whatever it is, Lord, come for us, Jesus. We love you and praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm. Amen. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Yolanda. So good to be with you. And you too. And friends, oh, thank you. Friends, if you want, just rewind that prayer again. So, so beautiful. Because even today... God wants you to know that you are his beloved, that as Yolanda said at the beginning, you are consistent in your pursuit. And yet the way he speaks to you is different than the way he speaks to me. So yes, may each one of us, our eyes be opened to be able to recognize and then receive his love notes because dear ones, it's true. The King of glory is captivated by you. Till next time. Bless you. Hi, everyone. This is Stacy Burton, the producer of the Captivated Podcast. If you've been a regular listener, you've heard the encouraging teachings offered and the incredible conversations Stacy has had with her guests. So wherever you listen, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. May you be filled with the goodness of his love today, and we look forward to having you join us next time. Thank you.